0: and boom goes the dynamite.
1: And welcome to episode 104 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is a special guest back on the program after, you know, a
0: few months, uh, the Cubs fan. How are you, man? I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm between wrestling promotions right now with... Everything in Mexico shutting down, and then I was into Ring of Honor, and it shut down too. So it's good that I found a new promotion to pay attention to for at least one night.
1: <laughs>
0: so wait, so wait a minute. Now
1: all the what, what promotions are shutting down? I, I, I had to confess, I've been since I took your inspiration and started expanding, and also not posting as much. um, I, I haven't actually been paying attention to Mexico. What, what's going on in Mexico, man?
0: CML is shut down indefinitely. For they're saying for the safety of the fans, but there may be secretly an outbreak going on that Ooh. they and AAA is not running till the end of the month, and that's supposedly their schedule, but then it's also AAA, so who knows?
1: <laughs> you never, you just never know no. with
0: AAA. Well, I mean, AAA just announced
1: a WrestleCon show,
0: yes. That so, was, that was amazing that they put that together and we'll see. I mean, it's, it's January, that's March. Who knows what happens between now and then with Triple A ever, but it's a good sign. I, I think they're going to try to do stuff this year. So, so maybe okay. it'll get off to a good start.
1: So what about, so is, uh, so is that lawsuit over
0: then, or we have no idea? It appears like the lawsuit's over because they're also like everything else is coming back is no longer blocked in the U S except the YouTube channel and they're 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 working on that but we have never we haven't heard anything exactly what was settled or what was agreed upon but they're acting like it's it's over wow okay well
1: hell's bells. so uh yeah so uh, so you're saying that everything's shut down in mexico so what yeah iwrg the crash and zona 23 not doing it for you or Uh,
0: they're they're not really some of those aren't really running some of those are not really doing it for me so and some (laughs) of it it's like mexico is like three weeks behind the U S and every, uh, three or four weeks in everything with the, with COVID. So I think some of those things are going on now, but maybe they have like a week or two before they get, they also get to go on pause. Ooh, so boy. it's good that we, ha- we still have us wrestling for me to get lost in for at least one night. Did, did you at least watch
1: any of the wrestle kingdom stuff that happened last week mm-hmm. or,
0: no, I'm not. I don't think I've been on New Japan World in a year. It's like, I keep meaning to go back to it. I keep waiting for the reason for me to go back to it. And then it just, does, it just doesn't come together. Ever. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, brother, um, you, you definitely need to see that the uh, New Japan versus Noah show, but I'm going to expound upon that on a later podcast. Um uh if and when uh chris and i get together to, to do that to finally see out strong style story for the time being um as for tonight uh paul sebastian is on the road he uh he is back in detroit rock city uh where he is going to be attending a gcw show while that's going on uh gcw will the next night this saturday be in my burg of hoffman estates and uh yeah i will not be attending that <laughs> because uh fucking omicron you know what i mean
0: yeah are you attending the aw show in february i 8? nope i i am not
1: planning to attend anything in fact i'm i'm kind of hoping that that gary newman concert that already got moved to march uh from october i'm hoping that gets postponed again too cuz i e right now yeah i'm not feeling going anywhere and, and in fact there's a concert my that i bought tickets to for my son as a christmas gift and now i'm kind of regretting it cuz i'm like cuz that's in february i'm like ooh i don't know
0: man <laughs> you know yeah i feel the same way i bought tickets to that dynamite like when they went on sale and now I'm like, do I really want to use these or not? I guess I have a few weeks to decide, but yeah, it, 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 it's not it's not a great time right now.
1: No, it no, it is not. And yeah, I mean, as much as I would love, I mean, I mean, you know, where, where GCW is happening, I mean, I mean, you, you've been there too. It's like you know, five ten minutes from my house, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I can't do it. I mean, it's yeah. literally on the other side of Hoffman Estates from where I am, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I I can't do that. I just cannot do it. So. Anyway, uh, so hey, Paul, if you're listening to this, uh, good luck to you and stay safe as you attend, attend the wrestling. So have you have you been to any live shows at all recently? I have,
0: but not for a while. I was during the summer, went to few shows. I'm trying to remember what the last show I was. It might have been, yeah, the last AEW show. Yeah, so All Out, yeah, which I... No, the the one in the city, the... The one before Thanksgiving. I oh,
1: right, that one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I had tickets to all those events in Hoffman Estates, and you know that was when Delta was raging. God, that, yeah. those heady days of Delta. My God, this is this is where we're at now. So, so, you, but you are doing okay otherwise.
0: Yeah, otherwise, I am just hanging
1: in there. Um, did you happen to see uh, Battle of the Belts on Saturday?
0: Yes, I did. What did you think? It was all right. I mean. It was, I think I and other people had built up expectations for what the show was going to be like six, eight months ago whenever they announced they were doing these specials. And it was like just a more loaded rampage than usual. But like Dustin and Sammy was good. Um, Rio and Britt were, was good. I remember very little of the Ricky Sarks Met Seidel match, but that, that was there. It was fine. It was like, it was a good extra hour of AEW, but it was not something where I'm going to be so excited when they put that on the schedule again.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is kind of like clash of the champions in its way then, isn't it? <laughs> in, yeah. in that respect. It's like, you know, and not, you know it, it, it's cool on, and then you see it and you're like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know? But no, it, it was an okay way to kill an hour on a, on a Saturday night, I guess, you know, just, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, afterwards, you know, afterwards, I, you know
1: I, w- watch a movie, have a have a have a drink or two afterwards, you know.
0: It, it was a, a better time than Rampage is. It was it was it was fine. It was it was nothing. I'm going to think too much about like a month from now. But it was a good way to kill an hour. Yeah, Rampage. I'm
1: finding that I'm actually saving that for like the next morning. Like if there's no good football matches on, I'll just watch Rampage instead. You know, instead of uh, doing it. I mean, fr- yeah, Friday night at 9 p.m. Yeesh. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just don't want to do something else, Yeah, it turns out. So uh, with that, we go live to the PNC Arena in Raleigh North Kakaleka for this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. Uh, Cubs, have you caught yourself uh, instinctively flipping over to TNT
0: still, or have you you, uh, not done that yet? I have not done it yet, but i just i am having trouble remembering exactly what number t b s is on my cable system because I'm still so old that I have cable, yeah, but I'm getting to this eventually well
1: i i am just lucky because you know I have youtube i am watching on youtube t v and t b s and t n t are right next to each other, so it's like oh okay, so I, I see you know i see see it before i i can uh, i get caught on uh on the wrong network. But uh anyway, we start off this show with a in ring promo, which usually to me is not a
0: good sign when you start off with a promo. <laughs> no. <laughs> that that that's usually not a good sign. You know, uh, generally this felt like I know this isn't what happened, but this felt like this was the second taping of the day like they had done last week and this week's back to back. Because it was just like a lot of like unusual people and unusual stuff that you would see for a dynamite episode you know it, it, it's funny because i thought that you know real early on
1: when tony w- was mentioning you know at, at the very beginning you know you have jim ross doing his intro and then you hear tony and it was like kind of like in the same timber as when you know that tony just over it, it was something that tony overdubbed later yeah and i caught that i was like huh so I, I, it's weird i had that same thought uh adam cole and uh bobby fish and kyle o'reilly in the ring uh talk about how red dragon are the greatest tag team which brings out the young bucks and they're not happy and they're still dressed ridiculously as they do uh so they they get to jaw jack and, and they you know adam cole talks about friendly competition which brings out the best friends. And Orange Cassidy just attacks Adam Cole, which okay, hey, cool,
0: you know we we we, we,
1: we love when that happens. Uh, eventually, we get Chris Statlander, and finally, acknowledgement on screen of the relationship between Adam Cole and Britt Baker, because here's Doctor Britt Baker DMD to uh,
0: beat up uh, beat up Chris Statlander. So uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I felt like it was obviously they were going to bring a woman out, a woman out when Chris showed up to confront Cole, and it felt really dumb when I didn't realize they were it was going to be Britt because obviously it's Britt, but that's like yeah, who else would it be? I mean, they they, they treat they made it a big deal that Britt and Adam Cole were together for the first time on screen. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that I think that yeah, I think Cole made you know made a comment when he first came in to AEW, but then like nothing since then. Yeah, it's been silent since then, and now we finally have an on-screen interaction
0: between the two. Which I'm amazed they waited that long. Yeah, they just don't mix the men and the women that much on Dynamite usually. So that that made this whole th- that was another thing that made this whole um, program feel unusual
1: yeah well we'll we'll bring that up uh, here in a little bit as a matter of fact, but uh yeah, overall, I mean, the segment was okay, I thought, but again, usually i I, I just have a thing where if you start a show with a promo, it generally just it, it generally is not a good sign for the show right but uh we, we we will see uh we then get a uh, hype package for wardlow heading into his match with cm punk tonight uh do you recognize who did the voiceover because i swear i've heard that voice before no i did not like it, it sounded familiar if you have any idea who might have done the voiceover hit us up at bgtd podcast on twitter uh and then we get a, uh, a a pseudo commercial break with a preview from tomorrow night's premiere episode of the Go Big Show. And uh, what the hell was I watching with a dude on fire working on a Rubik's cube?
0: Yeah, how do you even get to that point where you're like, I need to? It would be a good idea if I set myself on fire and solve the Rubik's cube. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I can see, I can see
1: solving the Rubik's cube. I kind of see setting yourself on fire. If you, I mean mm. if you if you think about it. Mm. Setting yourself on fire while doing a Rubik's cube. That that that, mm. that takes some, a special thought process, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh when we come back from commercial, we get our first match of the evening, CM Punk versus Wardlow. I have to praise uh Wardlow's gear. Uh, that the, 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 purple and white number, because it would have fit in with, uh, the, the dragon gate unit masquerade had it not been uh, so violently broken up, uh, earlier this morning. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta catch up on some dragon gate later. Uh, what did you think of this
0: match? I think it's, it's like the ideas would have worked if you put them on the paper. But it just it felt like it was missing something to me. It's like I don't know if like Wardlow's power bombs didn't come across strong enough or if like CM Punk's small patch at the end just like it made sense with the story we were telling, but it just did it, it felt like also weird that Punk took seven power bombs, including one to a table and he was still, you know, able to cradle a guy even though he was dead. It was just something about just did not I. I I understood the idea, but it just did not come off as well as I think they wanted. I, I, You know, I think it
1: was great that Punk, you know, put Warlow over in that respect by taking, you know, seven power bombs like that. But also, you know, the whole affair just seemed a little uh, slow. Yeah. And MJF, you know, preventing, actively preventing Warlow from winning, you know, because I mean, you know, that, that's the obvious storyline here is that MJF, you know, prevented War- Warlow from winning by, you know, keep goading him on to powerbomb him again and, and 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 all this shit. So, uh I think we all know that it- eventually uh Warlow is going to murder MJF one day and uh very nearly began that path until Sean Spears does what he usually does and ruins everything.
0: Yeah, that was, a, that was the best part of the segment, was the tease of Wardlow almost getting MGF. That's one where I think it came off like they wanted. Yeah, well, you could tell that the, the, the crowd's ready for it. Yeah. I mean, they've only been teasing it for, like, what, two years now? Yeah, I, I, I assume we're waiting for this punk match for that to happen, but when it happens, it's going to be a huge deal.
1: Yeah, well, it, it seems clear that it's not going to happen until, like, Revolution at this point, which is, what, in March now? Not instead yeah. of end of February, it's it's at uh, beginning of Mar. Is like second or, th- or or first or second week of March now. So, so yeah, we we got at least a month to to wait for that payoff, I guess. Because you, yeah. you know they're not because you know they're not going to burn that match on a dynamite.
0: Uh, yeah, they're not going to burn the match, and they're not going to burn the turn on dynamite. You have to pay the finality award Wardlow turn, I'm sure. Yeah, or or alternatively, maybe for CM Punk to get his
1: first loss in AEW. Right, one one of the two. Because I mean, it, it seems you know likely that you know Danielson. I mean, now that Danielson's gotten his his first loss as of last week, uh, you know that you know the the, the the dam's been broken <laughs> with regard to that. So, so it's going to happen. Uh when we uh, come back, we get a uh, our second match of the evening: Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And I'm kind of noticing a theme here tonight, uh, of uh yeah, guys that are, you know, uh, slow matches where uh, big guys just destroy smaller guys.
0: Yeah, but, I like, But still lose. I, I, I like this match better than CM Punk Wardlow, I think, because... Yeah, you know, I, I think, think I did, too. I I think Dante made it more exciting by the end, because it, it was built that way, so, like, Punk wasn't going to have a chance to do anything in his match, but the... And I think Hobbs looked in ways more impressive than Wardlow did during the match because he got to do a lot more than just power bombs. But um, I like where that I like where the match was going. I could have it, it would have been better if they got there without having to have three people or two people get involved by the end.
1: Yeah. Um, not very fond of Jay Lethal getting involved with this storyline.
0: Yeah, it, it, that was just like very random. Like Leo Rush wasn't there for whatever reason. And so they just grabbed the first person they could find, even though there was really no logical reason for him to be there. I mean, it would have been just as—I guess—we're setting up a tag match, but it would have been just as easy just for Dante to win because, like, it—it it doesn't really Hobbs isn't going anyplace anyways in the short term. Doesn't seem like so. If if so, losing cleanly or losing because people got involved doesn't seem like it makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I I literally would have rather had anybody except Jay Lethal, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I I'm, I'm not Yeah, we we we're not big fans of of Mr. Lethal around these parts, so uh yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a thing that's happening and it's going to continue now, I guess. So, yeah. Uh we then go backstage with um uh Chris Jericho it, with Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager. Uh a little uh and slip of the ton there about uh taking over this country, uh mentioning uh with regard to the inner circle. Uh yeah, and where was your wife on January sixth, Chris? Uh just, just just asking, you know. Uh Eddie Kingston comes by and uh talks some shit. You know, basically just says that Santana or Ortiz would already have been world tag team champions without Chris Jericho. Uh
0: maybe. I don't know. They wouldn't. Well, they would have better things to do than you know feud with men in the year and and be back at our players. Yeah, or, or or yeah, or the pinnacle. Which you know, what, is the pinnacle even still really a thing at this point? It's like very barely like MJF is a thing, and MJF hangs out with the other guys, but the other guys do not seem like they hang out together. Well, it, yeah, it
1: seems like FTR just like kind of do whatever now. I mean, yeah. like they put him with Andrade El Idolo for a little bit, and they uh, he just kind of wander around, yeah, like roving mercenaries, which is fine. But why you put him into a stable, <laughs> and then they don't really interact with the rest of the stable?
0: I, I do agree with Eddie's general point that Santana Ortiz should be doing more than that. They're actually doing, you know what? Yeah, that 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 is absolutely true,
1: <laughs> especially with how over they are, you know yeah but uh i mean also but you know then there's jake hager which you know what that is like the most jake hager we've seen in months and then you just realize you know what i haven't missed
0: jake hager uh one bit you know no <laughs> he, no he, no one's been asking for him to be back on tv he just yeah. disappeared and everyone was fine with Well, that. Except,
1: except maybe jim ross he may be yeah. the only
0: one
1: <laughs> that's been asking for him on tv so uh yeah eventually so we get uh you know Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston in a stare down. Uh hey we'll we'll put a pin on that one. Uh MJF comes back out to uh to to piss off the crowd and announce that finally the match is gonna happen. Uh CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Yeah. Yeah, remember when I said Sean Spears ruins everything?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh this is really true heel work by MJF to book a Sean Spears match on Dynamite. Yes. You really can't get lower than that.
1: I mean, golly, you know. Uh, so now we get to the third seg- inter- promo segment of this whole batch. Because <laughs> this is this is like a whole un- uh, uninterrupted batch of-, of promos here, in which uh, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and Doctor Britt Baker DMD uh, all announce that yes, there will be for the first time ever in in aew dynamite history a mixed tag match between uh adam cole and Britt baker versus orange cassidy and chris
0: statlander so hey i li- i like this idea just mostly because it seems like statlander is only it was like one of a few different people there's another one coming up in the next segment segment who only seems to exist to lose in title matches so I hope so having a mixed tag is at least a variation on what she usually gets to do. Yeah, you know, and it'll probably lead to a title match now too. Yes, because. but at least, at least we have something before that.
1: yeah, but you know yeah, it, it's good, and now we're you know it, it, it's good that we've been noticing that uh you know we, we have had women wrestlers in 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 more segments recently and also doing more things than just uh you know title matches. Yeah. Or, or, or what was the other one oh yeah you know you know, someone's jealous of, of somebody's friendship with somebody else and blah blah in, in that i think that's one of the other big um uh stereotypes of uh, a modern you know uh you know wwe-based women's wrestling i think i could be wrong but uh so anyway yeah that's that's gonna happen next week finally so maybe uh so maybe finally we can get you know Layla Hirsch and Team Taz or something because there's a there's a match that's been begging to to be made and has not yet.
0: You no, know, it's it and they're slow playing the Layla Hirsch, turn, which seems like I'm not really sure why. I mean, I know they're, it's good that they're doing the turn, but I'm not sure why we're doing this over like two months of time. They can just yeah, get to it. It, it. Yeah,
1: it's like it, it's. <laughs> I mean, it, that, that probably should have happened around the time of the Statlander Layla Her singles match on on yeah. uh, what was it? That was Rampage, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Seems seems likely. Um, we then get uh, Adam Page in the ring. Uh, you know discussing his need for a challenger to which we get uh Dan Lambert coming out here uh completely no selling the whole cowboy gimmick which you know I got to say I have been say- I I I said it when he first adopted the hangman gimmick like boy that's a gimmick that can go really wrong really quickly <laughs> and uh but you know thankfully they they never went that route and but uh yeah i don't know i mean it's fine it's whatever you know you know adam page is comfortable with it uh but the biggest shock of this promo is is that uh lance archer is still alive
0: yeah who knew we have not seen him since the moonsault onto his head yes yeah that was the last time we saw him yeah and it like People did not seem super excited to see him, but he's the other guy who just, like, he shows up, he, he doesn't have a feud ever, except he's suddenly a tile challenger. Like, he appears to be here, and then he loses a tile match, and then we don't see him again for a few months. Yeah, This time he got hurt, and that, that sucked. But, like, he's had many things like this that I think it, it makes, I, I'm sure the match is going to be pretty good, but it, it also makes it tough to take seriously in this spot.
1: I mean, yeah, he he he's good for putting the current champs
0: over. Is yeah. what, is what he's good for.
1: I, I I mean, I guess that's his role. Um Jake Roberts seems to be completely
0: out of the picture now. I I think see I was questioning why Lambert was in this segment and truly I do not understand, but like I had like six seven people tweet back at me that they believe, that Jake is still sick or is out of action. So that's maybe why they had Lambert here to mm. do but still, like I don't, I don't think I don't think you need someone talking to set up um, Archer attacking Paige. You just could have done it, and that would have been fine. Yeah, you really but could they have like... just done it.
1: But I mean, I guess they <laughs> needed to do it to to, to to tease, you know, whether or not you know, Archer is going to attack Dan Lambert again. And you know, because I, that have... was...
0: I don't know that we need these mace words as they do. I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see your point. You know, um, yeah, I it, mean, it, it, it just it, ordinarily it just seems like things that would ordinarily write themselves uh, just don't. You know, <laughs> like they, yeah. they they they, they maybe
0: overegged it a little bit. I guess is the phrase. I so. guess the the greater theme with AEW and Dynamite is that they they're always looking for ways to get more people involved in the show because they have way too many people, and so we get segments like this where they found a way to get both Archer. And Lambert involved, but I'm not sure if that made for the best TV. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe just Archer
1: showing back up. Now, of course, they were teasing. You know, everybody assumed it was Moxley. Yeah, that was going to be coming in, in this segment. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, not the only big debut we're going to see tonight so uh or return or whatever what have you uh we then go backstage we have uh arn anderson lee johnson and brock arnson in back uh does does brock just look like he was born age 38 (laughs) yeah kind of like his father it's gotta be your next issue (sighs) oh boy uh talking about horseman country which of course brings the other member of the horseman that works for AEW uh Tully Blanchard out. Uh I have to shout out a uh I had to shout out a particular tweet I saw and I have to uh, I had to get it cuz I I just, I don't want to flub this but uh uh let me
0: see, let me see this here. This this match that they're setting up, the FTR match versus the the B team of the Nightmare family. That should be a pretty good match. It's a good learning experience for the young guys. Oh, and yeah. maybe that means the F. Like everyone who's about to get a program usually gets like a win on TV like this. So maybe they're going someplace with FTR again.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, anyway, the, the the tweet I got a shout out come from at IVP Videos. Uh, Telly Blanchard it's like, wait, you got your kid a job here? That's wild. Whoo, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 boy. <laughs> Uh <laughs> oh, Twitter is undefeated. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when we come back from commercial, we get a uh, Jade Cargill hype video. Which, hey, uh, good for her for winning that. And that, that I, I, I'm still uh, highly praising that that Storm cosplay from last week. Yeah, very, very whoever nat- designed that did a great job. Yeah, very, very natural and and up to date. I might add with, with current uh, Storm. Uh, it must be said uh, that brings up our third match of the evening Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb and Serena Deeb just attacks right out the gate uh, and does not stop This I, I knew we were going to get at least one squash tonight I did not expect
0: it to be this match no but it was it was good change of pace I mean obviously this is not the end of the feud so it's good that like match 4 was something different than we've seen in the last few matches It was played up in such a big way, though. I wonder if, like, Sheeta is going away for a while, but she completely got destroyed. Deep came off looking great. Like, it's too bad that there's no face for her to obviously feud with next. Maybe they'll come up with something. But she came out this looking like a a huge star and, like, a dangerous person.
1: Well, I mean, she was helped to the back by uh, Ty Conte and Anna Jay, so uh, who
0: knows? Yeah, so that's probably it.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe one or both of them. I mean, I, I mean, hey, you know what? Serena Deeb and and Ty Conte, UWF rules match. Let's
0: do it. Yeah, and, and that's like a good person for both of those two women to work with because they'll get something out of that experience. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, look, I mean, look how how how, how great Riho looked against her when you know when uh, when Riho finally came back, and uh, yeah, and, and worked. You know, the 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 early days of heel Serena Deeb. So I yeah, yeah. That, that yeah that, that was was a great match. So
0: yeah, if they if she can do the same thing with them, then it'll be pretty it'll be a good use of those women. Indeed, indeed.
1: Uh we then get a backstage segment with uh, Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Uh Christian Cage giving a shout out to Ray Phoenix. Good golly, Miss Molly
0: Cubs. Uh how is Phoenix? The last we heard is that it was he's he said he was going to be out in a few weeks, which like if you If it's actually measured in weeks, it's like a lot better than it looked, um, but he said he was still getting a few tests done, so we don't know exactly when he's going to be out um He hasn't officially pulled off of any shows yet, but I think they're just kind of everyone's waiting and seeing for what exactly how exactly how long it will be, but I don't think it's going to be something that's going to put him out for months, he'll so be just shorter than that, which is just. Just seems like a victory after how bad that looked.
1: Did they say that? I mean, I heard that it was. I mean, yeah. From what I hear, it actually it actually did look worse than it actually was. I guess it was you know, quote unquote, just a
0: dislocation, is what. Right. I Right. Nothing, yeah. Nothing broke. I'm sure they have to check to make sure like all the tendons and everything. Nothing in there got messed up. It'd be it would be very funny if like Phoenix. Had to get like Tommy John surgery or something because his elbow got messed up. But Oof. <laughs> Ooh. but, but Ooh. at least he doesn't have a fastball he has to throw. So he, well, he, that uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh oh I get that. Oh right, the the, the baseball fan has logged in. I'm, I'm I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I mean Cody Abushi still out after he, you know he quote unquote just had a dis- dislocation, but he's still out.
0: Yeah, so you, you never know. I'm sure because the Luchador is going to try to come back like two months before he should. But hopefully he'll take his time and get back up.
1: Yeah, 100. No, I heard too that at that same taping, you know, during the the Adam Cole match from from Rampage, that uh, Jake Atlas blew his knee out. You could visibly see him stop mm. wrestling at one point on that in that match.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, but he also said on Twitter it was not as bad as it sounded. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Oh boy, that that show just seems cursed. That that, that yeah. particular taping
1: just seems cursed. Um, anyway, Jurassic Express want challengers, and hey, guess what? They got the Beaver Boys challenging him. Yeah. Uh, Dark Order has been... You know, ever since Adam Page won the title, Dark Order's just kind of like gone off to the side, haven't they?
0: Yeah, they, they don't really have anything for them except for feuding with whoever Hangman has, happens to be feud with, and that was like over at the first match. So this is, I think... But for... Jurassic Express, this is a pretty good uh, first defense. The, no one thinks that Reynolds and Silver are going to win, but they'll have a good match with them. That's like a perfect thing to do for Rampage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to take the belts off of Jurassic Express at this point. I'm still kind of a myth that they did take the belts off of uh, Penta and Phoenix as quickly as they did. But, you know, at the same time after that injury, maybe. I mean, do you think that was the plan or do you think it was
0: an audible? I think that was the plan. I think they've been so high on Jungle boy that either he was going to win or someone or someone was going to turn and didn't look like anyone was going to turn. So I think that was probably the plan finished.
1: Yeah, I think there was a I think there was a, uh, I think there was some speculation that this is when Christian Cage was going to turn on Jurassic Express last week. But it just didn't happen. Right. Uh, speaking of uh old rivals of uh christian cage Uh, we have matt hardy talking some shit before he faces penta el cerro Miedo, one of the top three wrestlers in the world still uh wearing
0: old school lucha underground era gear tonight yeah he, he likes to mix it up i maybe he's just trying to reset his personality since he's going to be like as a solo act for a while which is good because he's a great singles
1: wrestler too and you know about time he he starts getting some singles run here but also i you know i i am kind of bored with the joker outfit though i have to i have to say
0: yeah but it was good to change it up
1: but i also think that you know if he's gonna do a cosplay you know if he's gonna do like a, a a super villain uh homage i still say he needs to do like a victor von doom uh, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, that would be um yeah. Penta yeah, Victor von Cerro Miedo would be awesome. Uh the match starts with uh dueling catchphrases and uh well we we all know how that was gonna end. With Penta getting tired of it and finally kicking his ass. Um Is it just me or can Matt Hardy barely move at this point?
0: Yeah. He, he Matt Matt hardly can move. He... <laughs> he's showing the wear and tear from this many years. I'm surprised they put him on TV in singles matches as much as they do, but I think he's a a good, he's, he's good at pitching himself in these sort of feuds to get himself on, on TV.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think maybe Matt Hardy needs to start wrestling at, 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 you know, wrestlers that are at his level, like, Oh, I don't know, Tomaki Hanma at this
0: point, (laughs) because he can barely move too. So, you know, uh, it, it's weird that the Hardy family office has three different tag teams, but they don't really have like a lead singles wrestler, and that's kind of what that group needs, so they can have Matt wrestle a little bit less. I, were they supposed to be building up like some dude in singles, and then
1: he just kind of disappeared? Like, I can't remember that dude's name at this point
0: like if they you, had like
1: if you said it, I would remember it, but they had the juror droll guy. That, yeah Jo yeah Jo but
0: yeah. but yeah, he's not really ready for that position, either. oh, God, I think no. he was just, so yeah, they could, I mean, they have a billion people, I'm not sure if I should be advocating for them to have more people, but um, what they set up <laughs> yeah, later, no. maybe maybe there's something going on where they're going to put someone else with Matt Hardy to help. Matt Hardy out a little bit, I mean butcher and blade barely appear at this point. I wonder if it, that's I wonder if Andy Williams is just yeah. busy with uh every time I die right now, maybe and, and th two has not appeared since Jack lost his here too so it it's getting a smaller group,
1: yeah well you know i I think we're i think i I think we're hitting the the point of contracts are going to start expiring, and we're gonna be seeing some people move on um yeah. Penta, of course, does get the win, as well he should, in, in North Carolina, in front of uh, Matt Hardy's family. Um, Penta then calls out Malachi Black, who does appear in, oh boy, did I get some PWG feels out of this one. Funny I should mention that, because the Varsity Blondes show up to attack Malachi Black, and uh, Julia Hart calls him off, and then, finally, after weeks of rumor, Brody King appears.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a really good debut. I thought like their tag finisher that they did, that Brody and Malachi Black, they looked pretty cool. Um, I thought it was nice that they still let him call Brody... They still let him be Brody King, even though Brody is a big name in the history of AEW, but they let him keep... Pretty much his act, what he was doing in Ring and Bonner and PWG and elsewhere. Well, so, isn't it?
1: It's a different spelling, though,
0: isn't it? It is a different spelling, but you never know how sensitive people are going to be about these things. So. That
1: much is true, but also uh, I have noticed, yeah. Um, AEW is generally better about letting people keep their names too. Yeah, because I mean, let's face it, we've ha- we we have two pages, two cages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah. I feel like Brody, like I'm like the only person on Earth who's watching Ring of Honor at the end, but I feel like Brody's slimmed down in the view a little bit since the last time I saw him too. Right. Well, I mean,
1: he's seen. I mean, he saw a regular on NJPW Strong too. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, So, yeah. I I, I think I I think he's going to be a good fit here. I I have the same worries about like too many people are they gonna have enough time for him to do stuff, but I think when he gets the opportunity to, to do stuff, he should be pretty good.
1: Now, what's funny is, uh, I mentioned PWG just a second ago. Uh, aren't Malachi Black and Brody King still the PWG tag champions? That's correct. And, I don't believe either
0: of them have worked for the Bola, though.
1: And yet, and yet, despite the fact that Excalibur is one of the main announcing talents on this show, PWG never gets mentioned on... On AEW television, like despite the fact that nearly half the roster has been in PWG at some point, like the WWE gets more on screen mention than PWG ever does.
0: Yeah, it's weird because he mentioned their tag team name, which I've now completely forgotten. That's from PWG, but he did not mention PWG itself.
1: It's like PWG is like its own alternate universe now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, because that's exactly how WWE treated, you know, the rest of wrestling for
0: God knows how long. You know? (laughs) But, yeah. It's just very strange where they draw the line of things, but... Yeah, who knows?
1: Who can tell? Uh, We then get a backstage segment with uh, Chris Satlander, Red Velvet, and Layla Hirsch uh, doing the slow heel-turn tease that you just were talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, uh, they set up... trios match for rampage and hopefully they finally i guess they do the turn there but maybe they wait till later i don't know but it they, we, we this did not need to be this long they could probably just get to the point already I, i'm kind of surprised that they haven't but as we mentioned but uh
1: yeah uh our fifth match of the evening the acclaimed versus bear country uh the first line of max casters rap was the best one tonight we are saying, yeah. you, you don't got a shot like Novak Djokovic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I, I just felt, though, that this match felt like the main event of Dark Elevation, and it was very weird to see it in, like, the second hour of Dynamite.
1: Yeah, it it's just kind of all right, is what I... Yeah. I, I, that's, that's all I wrote for the match itself. I just wrote, all right. And, you know, it was all to, to lead up to the... Uh, yeah, it, it, it was all the lead-up to the, the 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 ending segment, which was uh, Steve Stinger and Darby Allen coming out to lay waste to the acclaimed.
0: Yeah, it's it's the thing. It's one of the AWU tropes is that the team that's about to get in the feud gets a win on TV before they lose. But, like, I don't think anyone... I think the acclaimed versus Sting and Darby is going to be silly fun, but I don't think anyone's going to... Believe that the claim now have a chance to beat Sting and Darby because they beat Beer Country. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they are definitely protecting that team, as they yeah. said. Yeah. We then get a a pre-tape promo with uh, with Pat with uh, Billy Big Fish Fishbellicks the bastard Pack, and uh, he starts all with, <laughs> with mocking in a doctor's voice, saying, like, "I'm sorry, Mister Bastard, and I lost it."
0: <laughs> yes, that was the great line.
1: It's like, it, it's something out of, it, it's like something out of The Young Ones. If you ever, if you ever watch The Young Ones. I have not. Way back when. Either. Oh, man. <laughs> they went, yeah, it was like, well, you're going to write to your MP. No, I'm going to write to the lead singer of Echo and the Bunnymen. Dear Mr. Echo. <laughs> something like that. You know, it, it's just one of those lines, I guess. You know. Uh, we come back from commercial and we have Matt Hardy... Backstage, saying that you know shit's got to change within the Harley family office and with him specifically, and then we get Andrade El Idolo, I guess, wanting to cut a deal. Except uh, once again, we had the famous AEW audio issues backstage, so I could I
0: I couldn't tell half of what Andrade was saying. I, I think half of it's on Andrade too. He, he he's not really mastered the concept of speaking loud enough to make sure he's heard in the microphone, but you know. Since Andrade's come to AEW, all he's tried to do is buy some fronts. He tried to buy the Lucha Brothers. He tried to buy Derby Allen in the thing that seems to drop this week. And so finally found someone who actually will take his money in Matt Hardy. So I'm happy for Andrade. I mean, uh, FTR took his money. That's true. But yeah. they didn't stay. They, 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 they didn't stick around, sadly. So yeah, he has to buy well, some new friends. Yeah, that's
1: true. Uh, I will say, though, that still, that La Sombra mask pendant is pretty dope. Yeah. He should be selling those. He really should. <laughs> he really, really should. Uh, this leads to our main event of the evening, Sammy Guevara versus Daniel Garcia for the interim TNT championship. Is this angle
0: dumb? Yeah, but, I mean, if it sounds better than them, like battling over the number one contender shot or something. It, it's not great, and hopefully it does not last long, but I, but I already fear it's going to last a while.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, eventually Cody's got to come back sometime, and and mm-hmm. eventually they got to do this, you know, the, the, this title unification thing. But consider, I just had like half a year of that in New Japan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is just bad memories already for you.
1: Oh boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it might have helped drive me to to maybe take a break from the podcast from that podcast mm-hmm. for a while and, and start covering other wrestling uh, on the blog too. But maybe help help contribute. It doesn't help that you know what what the the one that claims that the the real champion is also an insufferable prick. But mm-hmm. you know, I can say this out loud because Paul's not here because he he's he's the Cody Rhodes defender. So you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so once again, for like the third time in four weeks, we ha- we we bring out David Crockett
0: mm-hmm. here. Didn't everybody hate David Crockett back in the '80s? Yeah, but everything everyone hated in the 80s is now all nostalgia and they like it. But it also points to – they were really running the same cities quite a bit the last month and a half here. You think they – there are other places in the U.S. that you can run that they don't seem to run all that much. Well, it
1: be, well, well comes because I think some of them still ha- have stricter masking policies and the, the cities <laughs> that they
0: keep going to. Perhaps. But, you know, they've gone to Texas a lot. They've gone to Florida a lot. They can go to the back of those places a little bit. It's just weird. It's like they are running – in tri- they have a lot of NWA tributes, and now they're running the like the all the NWA towns for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, they run the Carolinas a lot. Mm-hmm. They go, they do go to, they they do come to Chicago fairly frequently. Yes, um, and I guess they, you know they've hit New York, they've hit New Jersey, mm-hmm. Uh well Pittsburgh, It was Pittsburgh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. They they really are concentrating on on the <clears throat> southern territories. Of late, it seems. Um, I am. I do have a note here saying, "Boo! Similar gear, like yeah. They, they maybe should have court, maybe not worn the same color. You know, similar looking, same colored gear tonight."
0: Yeah, both were wearing black and red, which is kind of like you, someone's got to pick another color.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do appreciate contrast of of, yeah. of, of of wrestling colors, you know. Yeah. So you know. Um, overall, I thought Daniel Garcia was fantastic in this. See, what do you think of Daniel
0: Garcia generally?
1: Uh, I think he's just fine. I mean, he had one of my favorite matches of last year when he he wrestled against Minoru Suzuki.
0: It's like i I find he's generally fine, but I know I have friends who just absolutely find him completely boring because he I mean, his style is not to show a lot of personality in his matches, but I think that also sometimes takes away from his matches a little bit, if that makes any sense. No, I, I could see
1: it because I feel the same way about, like, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like Zack Sabre Jr. a lot, but his wrestling, just his actual wrestling, in-ring wrestling, does nothing for me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, I, I, Adam Cole on the AEW roster, he's very charismatic. He knows how to cut a, a promo. In the ring, he just does absolutely nothing for me. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's it's similar similar thing. So I I I get it. I, I I do get it. I like Daniel Garcia personally. I I think
0: he's just fine. I I did like how like if you are a crazy person who also watches AEW Dark where they built the match around, they had a garcia fuiga solo match where they built to a sharpshooter as, like, Garcia's big move, and then they built this match around Garcia trying to go back that sharpshooter a lot. So I thought that was well done. I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure who knew that, because even though Excalibur called that dark match, he didn't bring it up that much in this one, and I think they could have done more with that story, but I appreciate them at least trying to string something together.
1: Yeah, I mean, a pretty pretty brave choice to be to be using the, the 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 sharpshooter when Sting's in your promotion.
0: Yes, that that is true.
1: And didn't wait? Didn't they just and didn't they just all feud with Sting and uh, Darby too? Yes, yes, they did. Maybe Jeez. that's where he got the idea. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, who who can? Oh, of course, the Young Bucks have been using it too. But that was even. Yeah. But, they, the, the, but they were using that before Sting, Sting was around. R- yeah. So, ah, uh, who can tell? But, uh, um, yeah, so of course, 2.0 make an appearance. Uh, Eddie Kingston and, and Chris Jericho are both there uh, to get involved and, and to kick 2.0's ass. Uh, Sammy Guevara does get the win, amazingly. I You know, there were a couple of times I did actually possibly bite on the finish.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing is like every time they have one of these main events that go along, Excalibur says, We've got permission to go past the hour, and I never think they do. And then this time they actually – I think they went a couple minutes past the hour by the time this match actually went done. So I wanted uh, to no,
1: my, it started, it started it, – it ended right at 9 for me. So, oh, then maybe
0: it was a couple minutes behind.
1: Uh, well, that, that could be.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I've, done I, I've done that before to- too, so <laughs> – I, I was track giving them credit. I take the credit back, but you know <laughs> they the, they did do that. The, yeah, they always do tease
1: that. They only did it the one time. and It was only yeah. a couple of minutes. It was the, for the last TNT episode, right? But of course, you know the Young Bucks were you know the the, the Young Bucks were involved in that. So yeah. you know y- y- you know, yeah. but uh, yeah. So uh, Sammy Guevara does retain and. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho both uh, try to kick the shit out of 2.0, and uh, we end with a stare-down between Eddie and Jericho, and with that, we fade out on um, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Yeah, you know, a, a lot seemed to happen, but uh, I think I had this problem last week, too, where a lot seemed to happen, but like it also seemed like not much happened.
0: Yeah. It seems like they're slowly ticking around to the big feuds, but they have so much stuff going on. Like I'm, I took notes on this, and even then, I felt like I missed a couple things, and I would have not been able to go back to it because so many things happened. But like, you still know, like the main matches coming up, you still kind of have an idea, like the directions for the pay per view. We don't know what Hangman's doing, but we know that they're, we're still heading to CM Punk versus MJF. We're still heading to Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. None of those matches actually happened on the show. I think, to their credit, like they did so much stuff last week with three shows and tile matches all over the place that like I didn't expect anything big to happen this week. But the, this was like a the, the fall-off you would expect from having everything loaded up for one week that the next week is just not going to be as strong.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Rampage seems like an okay... Uh seems like an okay show i think yeah this week yeah but it, it's,
0: it's cool to see andrew Everett get a shot on yeah AEW.
1: that w- that's pretty cool that is pretty cool um yeah so i mean it, 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 it seems like there's a couple of good matches booked for rampage or n- not rampage uh dark uh dine Dyna- what show is next week dynamite um dynamite yeah So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, they're they're, they're just, you know, we're finally maybe starting to build towards uh, revolution, but it's
0: just kind of... It's still a far way out, so they're not that close to peaking in anything, it seems like. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
1: It happens. You know, know, I guess it's one of the things about weekly wrestling television that sometimes... Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, sometimes you just don't do it. You know. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you sometimes
0: know. You, know, you have to when you have to do 52 episodes a year. All 52 are not going to be great episodes. Yeah. This is, no. This is this is one of the other episodes. This was not like there was no terrible match on the show. I did not like like the CM Punk Wardlow match was not one of my favorites, but it wasn't like a bad match. It was just like it's a lot of it was a lot of okay matches. Some stuff that was good, but like nothing that's going to if you are like listening to this podcast and thinking what do i need to go back and see there's not a lot yet to go back and go see yeah i mean yeah
1: it, 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 i i'm guessing if the hikaru shida versus serena d match hadn't been a squash i would have said yeah definitely watch that one but yeah, yeah. but yeah there's no, yeah there's nothing absolutely must see on this show i mean it was nice to see pentagon kick uh you know matt hardy's ass but you know <laughs> yeah but yeah, nothing Nothing was, was essential on this episode, but you'll have that sometimes. So. Anyway, Cubs, it was uh, great talking to you once again, especially since uh, there's no Fantastica Mania coming up anytime soon, and uh, there will not be a show for me and Chris to discuss it with you uh, in, 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 for the near future. Um, so uh, I, I, have you been missing that series at all, or the the, the, the know, Fantastica Mania shows, or
0: have you been missing it? it it's been so long. Like, the first year... I was good to have a break this year. I felt like, yeah, I wish I just, even though like it would not have been a good show with who was available for both New Japan and CML at this point. I would still miss having those shows. So,
1: I mean, they uh, usually but, are
0: fun shows. I mean, it's yeah. usually one of my
1: favorite, my, my most favorite tours of the year. Uh, my honey brought up a point where she thought that maybe in some ways that New Japan versus Noah show on Saturday kind of maybe took the place of Fantastica Mania in a in a strange sort of way.
0: Yeah, it does. It is the promotion versus two promotions coming together stuff they like to do. So I think they had much further warning that they weren't going to have the CML show this year. So maybe that was in the mind that they had, they wanted to do something else big about this time of year.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and also, you know, it is New Japan's fiftieth anniversary too. So, I mean, that that's part of it. I mean, it, I I just like the line that Kevin Kelly made. Is like, well, we'll we'll see if there's going to be any more uh, co-promotions uh, with New Japan. It's like, yeah, dude, they've already announced a, a, a New Japan All Japan co-promotion in on, in April because it's for the sixtieth anniversary of Cork and Hall. You know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, dude, we we already been known. So, anyway, Cubs. Go ahead and plug yourself.
0: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at LutraBlog. I tweet way too much about dynamite, and I'm trying to get better about that, but it's not really working. <laughs> um, if you're interested in Lutra Libre and watched Lutra Libre in the back in the last year, we were doing the Tapatia Awards for the best in Lutra Libre. You can find out how to vote on my on the post that's sticky at the top of my Twitter account. But otherwise, you can follow all that's happening Lutra Libre and all that's not actually happening um, through my account or at my web page at luchablog.com
1: if iho del vikingo doesn't
0: win a bunch of these awards i'm gonna cry foul he may it, it, it's, it's gonna be an interesting year because it's not been a particularly strong year so i don't really have a i've not looked at the votes as they've come in but i really don't know who's going to win for like mvp or match of the year i kind of have an idea for match of the year but mvp could be split in like a few different directions And i think vikingo might have a good shot there in any event, you can follow me at Strong Style Story without
1: the e Ian style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Uh, I am still planning to merge those accounts in the very near future. Uh, so yeah, if you uh, yeah follow the Strong Style Story account, but it will be changing very soon. I think I'm just going to do it like by the first weekend in February. I think mm-hmm. that sounds like a good time. Um, there is a new article up on Fan Fight. Uh, fan by- dot com slash wrestling uh de- by me detailing the main event of the new japan versus noah show that i keep mentioning so uh go ahead and check that out and uh around this time next week a new busting balls should be ha- should have dropped too so uh in which uh my co-host and i will go over the midterm grades for the premier league for this season so uh cubs any last words no, thanks for having me on again. Hey, no problem. We love to have you. So uh, until then, we'll uh, Paul should be back. so uh, we'll see you next week.